the knot in the necklace. And, and that is us, you know, that is us um, women, not mothers, but women in general. I think, you know, we take care of people and we try to do things. And um, the thing that God's been saying to me is, you know, not as the television interfering with your walk with me, not as this great huge sin of whatever interfering with your walk with me, but is your to-do list louder than my voice? And some of you are nodding, so I'm speaking to you. Everybody else, just pray for the people in your life for whom this is, is a thing. Um, but seriously, is your to-do list louder than God's voice? And I will be honest right here. This has been a problem for me my whole life. As a little girl, my mom used to tell me, sweetie, stop and smell the roses because I wanted to achieve this and I wanted to achieve that. And I had this list of things that I had to accomplish in order to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And, but then it was never done because there was always something else in the horizon. There was always something else to do. And that's in and of itself not a bad thing. God can call and use people that um, are busy. Um, then when I was a young mother and I, I went to a women's retreat and uh, a fellow teacher who was there and who was also a, a mother but a little bit older of a mother, she gave me a little booklet called The Tyranny of the Urgent. And the book was all about, you know, we have quadrants and there are some things that are urgent and important and there are things that are important but not urgent and it's really those things that you want to make sure that you don't let off there are a lot of things that are urgent that are really relatively unimportant and we let those things get onto our to-do list now time with god number one on my list number one on my list got the dog had to start bringing my phone closer to the bed so i could at least get a little bit into the word before i had to take the dog out in the morning so number one on my list but on my list you know some days it's okay, check and move on. And that's not, you're not hearing God's voice if you just open it up, read a few verses and say, thank you, Jesus, and move on. You've got to spend some serious time. You've got to spend some time listening. Um, and now it's not necessarily called the tyranny of the urgent. Now I could call it the tyranny of Siri. Siri, remind me at 12 p.m., stop talking so they can go celebrate Mother's Day. There, I've got a new thing on my reminder list. Um, and, and I do that. I pull this out. Siri, remind me at 7 a.m., make sure I bring this to school. Siri, remind me at 5 p.m. when I get home that I need to take care of this so I'll have it ready to bring to work the next day. Um, and this is wonderful. This is fabulous. I don't have a bunch of sticky notes all over the place that I'm losing, you know, and I actually do see the reminder, and it keeps me on track, and it helps me function in my life, and it's not in and of itself a bad thing. Um, but when we let all those things rule our life and lead our life, then we run to the danger of missing the voice of God. And... Um, Sorry to the person I was talking to last night. I'm not going to read a big, long passage in the Bible. That's how I learned to read the Bible when I was young. But going and finding different verses that apply to something was new to me when I met the church. So 
in Psalms 95, 7, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the desert. It doesn't matter how long we've been walking with God. It doesn't matter if we packed up our things and our family and left Egypt or California and traveled around to do ministry or whatever it was that he's called you to do. You don't stop listening to him and say, oh, I've arrived. I'm done. I'm a pastor's wife. I gave up everything. I sold all this stuff. I moved across country. Now I'm done. I'm good. I did what he asked me to do. Check. No. God still speaks to us. And he doesn't stop because we've done one thing that he's asked us to do. In Isaiah 30, 21, it says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. He is there. He cares. He cares about every choice that you make. He's, he doesn't want to just be here for you to praise him on Sunday and then you go about your merry way. He is there every day, every moment, and he will steer you and guide you if you take the time to listen to his voice. In John 10, verse 3, it says... The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. You know that gate, that gate where we want to end up walking through that narrow path, and that gate we want to walk through and enter heaven? The only way we do it is first by accepting Jesus and letting him be Lord and Savior of our life. But if you're not listening to his voice still today, then he's not Lord of your life. You are. And you can't just say, check, I accepted Jesus, done. You know, so we do need to take time and listen to his voice because ultimately that's, that's how we get through the gate in the end. And then finally, in Revelations 3, there's the message to the church at Laodicea, and it says this, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shamefulness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I am standing at the door and knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. 
And he doesn't mean drive through McDonald's. <laughs> you know, there are days when you need that. But when Jesus ate with the disciples in the upper room, they reclined at the table. They relaxed. They enjoyed each other's company. They fellowshiped. They learned one from another. And we need to do that today. It's not just something we check off at the beginning of the day or the end of the day and say, they're done, good. And there are days when you have less time. And there are days when you just need to put something else aside and give him more time. But you won't know what, which day is which unless you take a breath and pause and seek him. So I'm going to sing one more song. And a lot of you are going to already know this. So if you would like to sing with me, then um, go ahead and sing along. If you would like to spend this time praying and seeking his voice before you go on about your plans for the day, and I hope you have wonderful ones, um, please feel free to use this time to pray. Um, that hopefully we'll each remember every day this week, the rest of this month, the rest of our lives, uh, to take that time to hear his voice. I come to the